You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast, episode 17. On this week's episode, I'm talking all about what's going on with generating traffic right now for e-commerce brands. It is a wild time for e-commerce. So let's dig into what's happening lately and some strategies to get you generating more traffic for your website. Let's go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand, in circles, business mentor, business coach, proud dog mama sitting here with my dear Harlow, my golden doodle, sitting on top of me, basically. <laughs> so if you hear some dog sighs in the background, that is why. It is an extremely rainy day in Toronto where I'm based and uh, we're just cozying up inside and trying to get ahead of some of the podcast episodes because I want to get back to doing a few more solo casts. I have not been doing a ton of solo episodes in the last little while, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, And definitely relying more on interviews, which is great. I love having guests on the show. However, I also want to make sure that we're keeping this very tactical. I love the blend of the guests we've had lately because, you know, they are um, they bring different things. You know, we've had a lot of guests lately who maybe don't necessarily focus on e-commerce specifically, um, but talk about other areas of work and life that are super important to running a business. And so I want to make sure that I'm sprinkling in enough e-commerce strategy and tactics in between these episodes. And I've just had, you know, a bit of a crazy year with health and all kinds of stuff going on and still trying to figure out a bunch of it. So I don't want to go too much into detail, but I've been dealing with a lot of um, dizziness and ringing in my ear and all this kind of stuff, which are very disturbing symptoms if anybody's ever had them in their life. And I think I'm finally getting to a place where I understand at least the cause of most of the symptoms and finding the right treatment. And as anybody knows who's had some chronic health issues ever or long-term pain, you know, half of it is just figuring out what's actually going on in your body and addressing that and coming up with solutions uh, for that. So. I definitely feel like I'm on a better path because I kind of have a better understanding of what's going on in a, in, in a treatment plan, but it is going to take some time. So that's why I'm a little bit behind on my podcast because I've had to cut back pretty significantly with my hours um, for the podcast and also in my in my business. Although arguably, <laughs> I feel like I've cut back my hours and encircled in not really just to like a normal working day because as Many of you who are listening know that an entrepreneur's schedule is not 40 hours a week. Um, And I am definitely raising my hand as being guilty of being a workaholic and working seven days a week for a very long time. And my body is just now telling me, no, no, no. So I think the one message I would pass along to anybody listening before we get into this episode talking about traffic, which seems so unrelated to what I'm talking about right now, is to... You know, know when it's a season to push yourself and know when it's not. And that's, you know, you are going to have seasons in your business where you have to really like work very hard, especially at the beginning of the business. Like if you're just starting out, you do have to put in that extra effort, but try not to make that a habit because the goal is really not to build a business that 
stresses you out. We really want to create businesses and lives that we love. Um, that's the inspiration I've gotten from Marie Forleo, who's somebody I really admire, that it is possible to do this, but we have to be really focused with our efforts and we can't lean on ourselves to do everything. We have to learn how to delegate and, and build a team. Um, these, these components are really critical to scaling a business. So, so that's where I'm at. Um, and yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the episode. So the title is You Need More Traffic and How to Get It. And I was going to put a different title in the episode. Originally, I was going to say, you don't need a new website. You just need more traffic. Because one of the things I've started to learn through talking to many entrepreneurs over the last, I would say, last year or so, you know, as I've gotten back into coaching and taken on more and more coaching clients and done discovery calls, oftentimes I want to ask the questions like, how much website traffic are you actually getting? What is your conversion rate? So how many people are converting per as a percentage of your traffic? What is your average order value? So on average, how many, you know, if you took all your sales in the month, what would be the average basket or cart size purchased? Then typically I want to know also like what's your new customer percentage um, and revenue um, and traffic. And when I look at those numbers, I would say 99% of the time in new businesses, it's a traffic problem. It's usually the conversion rate is so-so, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. The average, I would say the average order value could always be improved. So maybe not 99.9%, but like 98% of problems are driven by traffic. So there's often improvement opportunities in the AOV or average order value. New customer percentage is typically very high for new brands, and that's pretty normal. And then really it comes down to not having enough traffic. So if you think about the way I like to think about traffic and explain it in the most simple form is that, you know, revenue is really a function of, you know, your online revenue is a function of traffic. So how many people are coming to your website, how many people you're converting, and then how much they're paying. So like the average order value. So those three metrics really interplay together. So if you're thinking about growing, you could grow your traffic 100% and that would get you growth probably. Or you can grow, you can grow your traffic 33%, your conversion rate 33%, and your average order value 33% and get a very similar result. Or let's say you could grab, grow your average order value 100% um, and get the same result. So those, those metrics all interplay together. So that's why it's so important that number one, if you're not tracking these metrics on a daily basis, and I don't mean just like going into Shopify and saying like, hey, look, Look at my dashboard on Shopify. I did a thousand visitors yesterday. I'm talking day over day or week over week. So depending on how much volume you have in your business, uh, let this be your guide. But like if you're doing, let's say, less than 5,000 a month, maybe you don't need to track it on a daily basis, but maybe you track it on a weekly basis. If you're doing more than like five or $10,000 a month, you should be tracking your traffic on a daily basis, your sales, conversion rate your average order value, number of orders, new customer rate. It's a really conversion rate. It's a really great practice to get into because then you're going to be able to start to see trends. So you'll start to see, oh, like this, you know, this sales day, you know, Tuesday was a really bad sales day. And instead of going, you know, down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, I feel so bad because like I got no sales. You go and you look at the metrics and you say, okay, what happened? Okay, maybe traffic dropped. Maybe my average order value dropped. Maybe my conversion rate dropped. And you start to look for these little clues. So that's why it's, number one, so important to track this data. So when we look at those three metrics that I was just talking about, your conversion rate, your average order value, and your traffic, 
you know, some of them are easier to increase than others. Now, conversion rate, I would argue, is probably the hardest to increase of all three metrics. And what I often see e-commerce brands doing, and that's why I kind of joked about the new websites, but oftentimes people will come to me and say, like, my website sucks. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes people's websites do suck. But I would say like they're usually like good enough, especially if you're on Shopify. As long as you have like decent images, I find when people aren't on Shopify, for sure there's way opportunities. But like a a good Shopify theme will set you up for success. It makes it easy to like, you know, one step checkout, like easy to like find stuff on your website. For sure, you can make it better. But I would say it is difficult. and. So if you think about it, for every 100 visitors, if you have a conversion rate of 2%, which is the average in the industry, that means you'll get two customers, two sales from 100 visitors. So if you have less than 100 visitors a day and you're not getting sales, it's probably because you don't have enough traffic. Some sites have much lower conversion rates, and so then it'll take more like 1,000 visitors to get two, two sales. But you definitely want to work on improving this over time, but this wouldn't be where I would spend all of your money. Because again, Shopify is amazing. You can definitely play around with like the variables would probably be like product photos, getting better at descriptions, but don't get into hiring somebody with CRO. And CRO is something called conversion rate optimization. Because I can guarantee that somebody at the level of most of the people that listen to this podcast, it's not even worth it. Because A-B testing is something you've probably heard of maybe in and around e-commerce, or maybe you haven't, but I'll essentially give you kind of the rundown on it. So A-B testing is just like testing two different copies on like a homepage or something to see how they convert or a product page. And you can do it with like tools and stuff like that. So you could like hypothetically set up two different product pages and test two different prices. I've heard of people doing this, but let's just like stop there for a moment. To be able to statistically significantly test, you're going to need a lot of traffic because you can't just have 100 visitors to that product page and say it's working or not. You're probably going to need thousands. And when I say thousands, I mean like 10,000. Most of us don't have that volume of traffic to a product page in a specific time to be able to test. So at this point, it's not even worth it. So I would say like if you work with a coach or somebody like that or have somebody do an audit of your site, that's a great way to get insights on how to improve your site and how to see if people are dropping off your site. So that might reveal some easy, quick wins for conversion rate improvement. You could definitely add like live chat, doing like a pop-up for email might help. Just make sure it doesn't um, pop up too quickly. So that's really good. You could change your button color. So if your shop add to cart button is like too, let's say you've made it like really aesthetic and gray, maybe you should try green. For sure, but don't expect to be able to really measure it super well. Adding reviews to your product page, again, could be like really great option for improving results. But most of you have this kind of stuff going on. So I wouldn't recommend spending a ton of time on this. The last thing I will say about this is there's a couple of tools. Hotjar is one of them. Lucky Orange is another. And these are tools that you can real time record and track people on your website. And not because you want to like track them and stalk them, but you want to see where you're losing them on the website. And you can see kind of, if I'm not sure if it's on the free plan, so you might have to go to the advanced plan, but you can see where they're dropping off, um, where they came from. So if they came from a Facebook ad or something like that, and that can be like valuable intelligence for um, improving your conversion rate. However, 
Do not hire a CRO agency that's like $5,000 a month. Do not do that. I highly do not recommend that at this stage. Not worth your money or time. Okay, so we've talked about conversion rate. So, you know, there's a couple things you can do to improve that, but really we're going to focus more on traffic. So before I get to traffic, let's just talk quickly about AOV average order value. So you can increase your average order value, and I'll give you a couple of easy ways to do it. But again, I would not spend most of your time on doing this. One easy way is to install an app like Bold Upsell, or there's a number of them that you can do, which will pop up and offer you know, another item to the basket to get the free ship minimum or to build a bundle or something like that. So if somebody buys one plant, you can add a second plant for 10% off or something like that. That's an easy way. Number two is to build bundles or kits into your product pages or collection pages so that people can, let's say you sell art supplies, you could build a kit that has like pencils, paint, canvases together, or you could sell those separately. Number three is to increase your free ship minimum. So if your free ship minimum is 50, you're going to probably see that your average order value sits around that. So you want to increase it to about 20% above that so that you can start to push that off. But that is not a continuously moving target. So you should not be always moving your ship minimum because it's going to confuse people. Also, free shipping is something that people are starting to expect more. So be very cautious when you do this um, because definitely it makes a difference to people that free shipping can be a differentiator, even though I know it's so expensive. So use that one with caution, but that's an easy win there. You can always increase your prices. Again, I don't recommend that unless you are sure you want to do it because you don't want to be moving your prices all the time. And the only other thing on that is make sure that you're checking your margins to make sure your prices are good because that's important. All right, so let's talk about traffic. So my favorite way to increase your sales is to drive more traffic, which is what will help most of the people listening to this podcast. Most of us are suffering from declines in traffic versus last year. If you're not, amazing, bravo. But for anybody who has some sort of reliance on paid ads or who's been in the industry a while, there's been a huge disruption to organic social, so organic reach on social media, as well as even email marketing and specifically Facebook ads and Instagram ads um, and their ability to reach. And there are more changes coming from Google, which is going to be implementing very similar privacy things that we saw implement on Facebook ads. So get ready for that, friends. It is not going to be pretty. So what can you do to increase your traffic? This is always the question I get. And the answer is you can do a lot of things. So be very wary, number one, of those business coaches who offer you a silver bullet solution. Because the reality is, is that your brand, your ideal customer or muse, whatever you want to call them, dream customer, target customer, is different than my dream customer, is different than your friend's business dream customer. So you can't use the same tactics to reach them, nor should you. And sometimes you might find some tactics work equally across the plane of customers if there's similarities, but oftentimes you have to get a little bit creative with what you're working on. And then the other thing I'll say is you have to be focused. So spending time activating in a really crappily way, half, half-assing it on you know five channels is not great. It's so much better to go deep with a strategy on one or two channels or maybe three max and work on those, run them for 60 days, maybe 30 minimum, and then measure them. So this is where I find a lot of early stage e-commerce entrepreneurs drop the ball. 
So you're just executing. So you're posting on Instagram, you're sending out emails, you're, you know, maybe doing some ads and you're not looking at any of the results. And that is a huge issue because you are spending resources, time, potentially money as well. And you're not looking at what's really working. You're maybe seeing some traffic increases, but you don't know where it's coming from. And this really comes back to understanding analytics, which I think is super key. So if you don't have Google Analytics installed on your store, pause this podcast right now and come back to it later because you need this data. And now more importantly, there's other tools that people use to better understand their data in aggregate. One of my favorites is Triple Whale. I use their platform on our Canadian store to understand our ad spend and our combined MER. Oh, I just spilled my coffee. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Real-time podcasting on the couch. (laughs) This is the second time I've spilled on this couch. So, yeah. So you want to really be able to um, set up analytics so that you can track stuff. And I can't do that for you on this podcast, but I can give you some resources to help you do that. So one of the other resources I'm going to recommend is getting some training on Google Analytics. There's some free training on Shopify for this. There's some courses you can take that are free actually from Google, Um, but understanding your analytics is going to be key. And then setting up what we call UTMs, I think urchin tracking modules, but basically it's a way to track your efforts, not just on paid ads, but on social. So you are going to want to start to set up that kind of tracking on every hyperlink that you put in everything from an email to a Facebook ad to a social post to an influencer post, because that's going to be the way that you're going to be able to see what's actually driving sales and traffic. Um, Because you could have a a channel, for example, that's driving a lot of traffic, but it's driving no sales. Uh, And you're like, wow, this is a really great channel because look at all the traffic it's driving, but it's actually not generating revenue. And as an example for me, um, Pinterest is definitely one of those channels for my brand. It drives some sales and we've done some paid ads on it to some success, but it's not a big, you know, it's a top of funnel filler for sure. But for me, it's something I deprioritize this year. My wonderful virtual assistant, she actually manages that channel now for both Brave and Boss and Encircled. And it's not that it's not important. It's good to maintain it, but we're not putting together an active strategy to grow it at this point. So if you think about your business and your channels, like what are those channels that you know actually move the needle in the business? And this is where I find a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs go awry is because they feel like they need more channels than they do. So I've worked with a few brands who have seen some success in affiliate and influencer marketing. And instead of expanding that program, they focus on, I want to do PR and I want to do Facebook ads. And I'm like, but wait, 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 you're seeing like some really good traction from this channel. Why don't you just do more in this channel? So really what we want to do is identify those channels where you are getting traffic, you are seeing traction in sales, and then figure out how to develop a system to scale that channel. So that's what's going to be the secret to success to driving more traffic is really systematizing your approach to the channel and determining the priorities of the channel. So like I talked about earlier in the example, you know, Encircled's really deprioritized Pinterest. So we have a clear system for maintaining it. But if you look at a priority channel of ours, which is email, email is a big priority channel in Encircled. 
We have a very clear system around that. We have a strategy, we have a plan, we have a process, we have templates. Like we know exactly what we're executing on, we're measuring it. So that is something where, you know, you really want to have that against every channel. So we have that for Facebook ads. And then I would say, you know, social media for us is definitely a priority um, in terms of like Instagram. We have it kind of outsourced right now for us. So with an agency who's amazing, but for me, it's just, we're still heavily obviously involved in the strategy of that. So I am measuring it for sure. But really right now I'm very focused on, if you are looking at my daily job, I'm looking at email marketing and, oh my gosh, just lost my train of thought, uh, paid ads. And then I would say influencer is our third channel that we're really starting to scale and build a process around. And that was a channel that was much more ad hoc where we we're starting to see results, but we weren't really measuring it properly. So again, I come back to how are you measuring the success of the channel? And recently we kind of cracked that code a little bit and started to see some traction. Um, so now we're putting around a system around that channel and how can we build and grow and scale it? And what's the process and how can we automate some of this and make it even better? So that is really, really key. So when you're thinking there, thinking about your business, as I know many of you now are, number one, you want to understand where most of your traffic comes from right now and your sales. So get that Google Analytics installed. If you don't, you can look at Shopify for that data, but I find it's better in Google, Google Analytics. Uh, go to the source medium report, see where most of it's coming from. If you don't have enough data, go back 90 days, a year, whatever to see and see where most of your sales are coming from. Success always leaves clues. So use that information as a starting point for how you can start to deep dive into just a few channels. So how can you extract yourself from your half-assed efforts on one channel and put that energy into another channel that is going to be more significant in terms of driving things? And I will say that like, you know, for me, I do believe social media is really important. But for me, the execution of Instagram and Facebook posts is not that important to me. There are brands that that is like very important. I know specifically within our space, there's, you know, a brand who the founder writes all the posts and does all the social media. And that's great for her. I'm happy for her. And that is part of her community strategy and everything. But for me, it's not for me. So we outsourced that very intentionally with a trusted partner because we knew that this is very top of funnel. It doesn't drive a lot of sales, to be honest, directly. It's important to keep up and maintain. But you have to have those discussions. And it's interesting because with that specific channel, I will share something with you. We used to post twice a day in that channel and we went down to once a day. And you know what? We saw almost no impact in terms of reach and impressions and click-throughs. So sometimes it's really doing those tests to see what happens. If you can think about it, the amount of resources less to create a two posts a day versus one, like that's massive. So try to test and learn as much as possible with the channels that you do have. And when you start to see success, go after it with those channels and go deep. And if you are a small, small brand, because keep in mind, Encircled, you know, been around for a while. So, you know, us focusing on three channels pretty deep is like pretty solid. But, you know, you go to like thebay.com, like those people are focusing on every goddamn channel they can drive traffic from because they have a team of 400 people. You know, they can do that. But if you're a team of one, two, three, four, Like think about how much time you have in your day and think about which channels drive the most revenue potential for you and go deep. There's always a way to expand your strategy there. So if you're emailing people once a week, maybe you can go twice a week. If you're emailing them once a month, you can go four times a month. Like if you're only working with one influencer, maybe you can work with 10. If you're only posting on Instagram once a week, maybe you can post 10 times a week. You know, it's going to be so unique depending on what your brand is and what you sell and who your customer is. 
So that's why you got to measure the impact and go from there. All right. So I'm going to wrap up this episode. I hope you learned something about driving traffic and the three metrics that are really key to driving revenue in your business and that you're going to take away from this episode. You know, a big think around what are your priority channels for your business? Like, where are you spending most of your time? What are those top three channels? And can you do more of a deep dive? And is there anything you can drop? All right. Wishing you the best success and sales. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.